NOAA leads an underwater archaeology project to find World War II shipwrecks off the coast of North Carolina. And a new report finds that the coral reefs in Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary are doing quite well. It's Wednesday, September 16th, 2009, and those two stories are coming up today on Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. Did you know that German U-boats roamed offshore of North Carolina during World War II? Not many people do know that. During the war, in an area off of the Outer Banks known as Torpedo Junction, there were devastating wartime losses. The final toll for Torpedo Junction included more than 80 sunken ships and hundreds of lives lost. Now, this area off the coast of North Carolina was part of the Battle of the Atlantic, and it was the closest theater of war to the continental United States during World War II. Today, this area is known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic, and it's an area with one of the highest densities of shipwrecks in the entire world. And it's one of the only places in the world where you can visit remains of both Axis and Allied vessels within recreational diving limits. Well, last month, NOAA led the second part of a multi-year project to research and document a number of historically significant shipwrecks lost in the Battle of the Atlantic. Now, this project is dedicated to raising awareness of the war that was fought so close to the American coastline and to preserving our nation's maritime history. This year's expedition ran from August 4th through August 24th, and it was a continuation of the research work that was started back in the summer of 2008 by NOAA's Office of National Marine Sanctuaries. And the goal of the project is to research and document historically significant shipwrecks, and that includes U.S. and British naval vessels, merchant marine vessels, and German U-boats. Now, this documentation is about determining the condition of these vessels some 67 years after they were lost. And this, the understanding of the condition of the wrecks, is a crucial first step in establishing efforts to preserve these historic sites and their stories. The expedition this year was divided into two phases. Phase 1 was conducted on board the NOAA research vessel Nancy Foster. By using advanced remote sensing technologies, including a side-scan sonar and multi-beam sonar, researchers attempted to locate several previously undiscovered World War II shipwrecks. And NOAA and the University of North Carolina also deployed an advanced, remotely-operated vehicle to take high-definition imagery of the shipwrecks. And during the second phase, NOAA divers and partners surveyed and photographed visible sections of the British armed trawler called the HMT Bedfordshire, using non-invasive methods. The Bedfordshire was sunk by a torpedo fired from the U-558 German U-boat on May 12, 1942, and there were 37 people lost during that. The survey team also studied marine life found at the site, which now serves as a vibrant artificial reef. Now, the goal of the project is to catalog the site's significance and identify degrading impacts from both environmental and cultural factors. This preliminary investigation is also about serving uh, as a baseline, setting the baseline for future monitoring of the sites because they're important cultural and economic resources, and it will also set the stage for future research. Now, it's important to emphasize this. The people involved with the research are doing this work using non-invasive methods. They're surveying, taking photos, and documenting visible sections of the sunken vessels, and they're also surveying the biological characteristics of marine life found at the sites. And during the expedition, there will be no disturbances of the wreck sites. Now, as I mentioned, the expedition was led by NOAA's Office of National Marine Sanctuaries, but there are a lot of other partners involved in the effort. The Minerals Management Service, National Park Service, State of North Carolina, 
East Carolina University, the University of North Carolina Coastal Studies Institute, University of North Carolina at Wilmington, the Georgia Aquarium, and the Mariner's Museum all contributed to the project, and the British and German governments were consulted for the expedition. Now this is a project that's much better appreciated if you can see some pictures. Well, you can. You can read all about the expedition, see photos, see some video, and read blog entries posted by participants on NOAA's Battle of the Atlantic Expedition website. And where do you find that? By visiting sanctuaries.noaa.gov. Now we're going to head to another National Marine Sanctuary, and this one lies in the Gulf of Mexico. And most people don't know about it because it lies very far from shore. It's called the Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary, and it's located between 70 to 115 miles off the coast of Texas in Louisiana, so it's a bit hard to get to. Well, a new report finds that despite impacts from hurricanes, coral disease, energy exploration, commercial and recreational fishing, and many other threats, this sanctuary is among the most pristine coral reef ecosystems left in the tropical western Atlantic. The report is called A Biogeographic Characterization of Fish Communities and Associated Benthic Habitats within the Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary. It's a mouthful. And what this report offers is insights into the coral and fish communities within the sanctuary, and it's going to help managers track and monitor changes in this marine ecosystem in the future. According to Chris Caldo, the lead author of the study and a NOAA marine biologist, 50% of the area surveyed for this report is covered by live coral. And this is an important finding because this amount of coral cover is unfortunately pretty rare these days in many other parts of the ocean. The sanctuary is also unusual in that it's dominated by top-level predators, including large groupers, jacks, and snappers that are virtually absent throughout the U.S. Caribbean. Researchers looked at the relationship between physical measures of the sanctuary's habitat, things like depth, slope, and geographic location, and the nature of the fish community at each of these locations. What they hope to do with this is to develop a way to, to detect and track long-term changes in fish and seafloor community structure in the area, and that'll help resource managers better understand how threats from things like climate change and other stressors impact the ecosystem. Now, the report cautions that despite the sanctuary's relatively healthy condition, it may be more susceptible to environmental impacts than previously thought. NOAA prepared the report with input from scientists and managers at Flower Garden Banks National Marine Sanctuary. The entire report is available online, but instead of giving you a really long web address, it's much easier to surf over to oceanservice.noaa.gov, and there you'll find an accompanying story about the report with links to much more information. Well, that's all for this episode. Oceanservice.noaa.gov is also where you head to if you have any questions about this week's podcast, about the National Ocean Service, or about our ocean. And if you want, you can always send us an email at nos.info at noaa.gov. Now let's bring in the ocean. This is Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. And we'll be back with another episode in two weeks. <laughs>